The A Woman's Soul Restored podcast talks about the things in life that can flip our lives upside down. Topics are discussed that will give you hope, help you to discover that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and that you are not alone. LaTanya and her guests do not focus on the turmoils that disrupts life, but on the victory that is birthed from hurt and pain. The topics may be hard to hear, but necessary for awareness and growth. LaTanya has a bachelor's in human services with a minor in psychology. She has not only helped women over the last four years through this podcast, but has dedicated her life to helping others in whatever way she can. She is living proof that rape or sexual abuse or any trauma does not stop your life, but purpose can come from personal tragedy. She has been the founder and president of a nonprofit for over 20 years, a published author of many books, an ordained minister, and has a sincere heart for helping others. Helping women be healed and restored, helping to overcome various trials and adversity, and bringing awareness to different issues has been the standard of the podcast for the last four years. Welcome to the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast with LaTanya Y. Hendry. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first episode of 2024. God has brought us through to a brand new year, and I'm just excited about all the things that are happening already in this new year. Um, what I'm going to do, make this short this week. I'm going to play the episode that I recorded, and I've done, I think, three other episodes besides that one um, about when the adult kids return home. So that's going to be the episode for this week. And then next week, I believe I'm going to do email week. Um, a lot of emails has been coming in about, you know, that, that needs to be a monthly episode email week and I've, I've said for the longest I might make it either quarterly or um, bi-monthly episode but it may be a monthly episode um, I get some interesting emails in <laughs> very interesting some of them are very serious some of them are just heartbreaking but all the same I, more than likely unless something happens to where I'd Spirit leads me in another direction. I probably will be doing email week. So, like I said, it's going to be a short one. I think it's like the episode is like 35 minutes, I believe. And the beginning starts off like how it starts off because I was planning on doing that as the first episode when I came back off of the sabbatical this last time. 
but um, I did the episode about the like it was with the uh, it wasn't pedophiles and their money, but it was people that you know if they have ill intentions. The money is gonna make them able to do their ill intentions. And then I did another episode, and then last week's episode. So a month later, here's this episode that was supposed to be. Well, I'm not gonna say it was supposed to be because everything is purposed and designed as God would have it. So. This is the time that this episode is supposed to air. So it's going to start off like this is my first episode back and it's not. So get you your drink or what have you and uh, whatever you're drinking today. And I'm recording this Saturday night. It was 72 degrees in Savannah, Georgia today. And I think tomorrow, which will be Sunday, is supposed to be it back down in the lower 60s. So... A lot of fluctuations with the weather in the south this time of year. We get hot one day, almost freezing the next day, something in the middle of the next day, and it's hard to know how to dress, and my cold is finally gone. No more coughing, no sniffing, no any of that, so I thank God to be cold-free, and I'm dressing according to how the weather is. Um, Being an asthmatic, I can't put on a lot of clothing so in a, even though it's wintertime and just like today, I did have on a long sleeve, but it was a thin long sleeve shirt and some tights. So I try to dress according to the weather as to not put too much on and get sick or not have on enough and get sick. So I just play it by ear day by day. So get your cool, refreshing drink or your hot drink, your hot coffee or whatever it is that you Sip on whilst you're listening to the episode, and it, we're going to get right into it. So, um, I'm not going to have to come right back, because it's going to jump from this to the actual episode. So, see you in a few seconds. Yes, yes, welcome back oh my god i was supposed to be gone for i think two weeks and it ended up being let's say much longer as some of you all had reminded me that oh you gone again and i started getting the emails that you just got back well i'm gonna just say this your emotional health is important and there's nothing like maintaining it so when everything was coming at me, I feel felt that I needed to take a break. So that's what I did. But now, ready to come back, ready to come back full, and just ready to just get some topics out. And today's is a doozy, because we seem to have an epidemic that's sweeping our country. And it's one that I myself find myself have fallen into me and my husband have fallen into this category um, of this epidemic that's sweeping across the nation and I think it affects women more because we are, are more emotionally attached so we bite on more than we can chew at times and what we're going to talk about today is when the adult child returns home 
going to have a conversation about when your adult children come back home and really get into what that means and how does that affect us, particularly as mothers. What does that adult child bring with them when they return home? So we're not going to take a quick break or anything, but I would say, while I'm chatting it up a little bit, go grab you something to drink. The weather has changed, so some hot chocolate, some mocha, coffee if you're a coffee drinker. Um, I need some information about the rise. I've been seeing that it it keeps popping up on my um, any social media I'm on. I see the little ad pop up pops up for rise and i started reading it since it keeps popping up and it's like mushroom coffee mushroom something six different mushrooms but it looks interesting but i don't want to invest thirty dollars a month i think it's 36 regularly they were running a promotion for thirty dollars but i think regularly it's 36 dollars a month so I don't know if I'm in love with the mushrooms <laughs> like that. But I am interested if anybody has tried it or knows anything about it besides what's been put out through their company. Send me an email and let me know what your experience was with the mushroom coffee, mushroom drink, whatever it is. Uh, but it is interesting because uh, mushrooms have many health benefits and the you know, mesh those together, those six very potent mushrooms. I'm curious to see what, you know, is the side effects. I know it's going to affect each person differently, but how did you feel after you drunk it? You know, just, I just need info. I want to know what's going on with the rise. So send me an email if you have had that experience with that product and what was your experience with it. Okay, so today... We're going to talk about when the adult child makes that return visit home. And as I said briefly earlier, that's something me and my husband is experiencing ourselves. But more so me than him, because as being the bearer of these children, which they're adults, but I still look at them as my children, um... We seem to carry more of whatever they bring back in. The emotional baggage, for whatever reason, they had to return home. Um, Sometimes, I mean, mainly with my youngest son, it was COVID. um, When his apartment, they, they didn't enforce the not putting people out when they couldn't pay. So it was a number of people that got put out of their apartment complex where he resided. And um, the housing market, and I don't know how it is, I think it's high across the nation. And this podcast is listened to in more than the United States. So I'm not familiar with other countries, but I know here in the U.S., the housing market is ridiculous. The apartment rent is ridiculous. Any rent, any mortgage is through the roof right now if you're trying to move anywhere. And particularly here in Savannah, it is crazy. The 2000 to $2,500 rent set price 
for a box, basically. Not that many square footage. Some of these places are 800 to 1,000 square feet, if that. And that is really too much money to put into um, an apartment, particularly. And the income ratio has not really fluctuated that much. So, I know I'm not the only person in this boat because I know personally some people I know have had adult children have to come back home for whatever reason, job loss, um, it's whatever it is that they had to come back. And I'm thankful that me and my husband had a place for um, our children to come back to because I have a, I have two that's back home. Um very respectful young men. I'm happy because they wouldn't have been here if they weren't. But I've also seen the opposite. Some children that are not so respectful and feel that you're obligated to do something to help them, that you got to do it. And those are the ones that I have an issue with. Because once you're a certain age, your parents don't have to do anything for you. Once you're an adult, you're supposed to make your own way, supposed to figure it out. And it's nice of a parent to, you know, open their doors, but they really don't have to. Morally, you can say, well, yeah, you know, they should, but they don't have to do it. So these these kids that are in adult bodies that can cuss their parents out and even though there's rules in the house, they still do what they want to do, you know, is behooves me to see such things and hear such things when a parent is just doing the best they can and just opening their doors. And most of the times it's mothers that's opening their doors to their children um, and get this blatant disrespect. And not all kids, because like I said, if mine were like that, they wouldn't be here. But I don't have it. Both of them work trying to save, trying to get back on their feet. And I really the oldest one, I rarely see him at all because he's working a job and a half trying to speed things along so the house is big enough we don't have any problems out of them so understand and follow hard times we're here to help but in those situations to where children can rise up at their parents um, use profanity at them profane languages um, talk about them you know somebody that's helping you out somebody that raised you, gave birth to you, fed you when you couldn't feed yourself, and now you have to make a return home, and you're still acting like you can't feed yourself, you know. Um, I want to talk about that today, because it's an epidemic across our nation of, well, it started out with parents, grandparents, raising grandchildren. That was a thing, started probably about 20 years ago more so because we always had big mamas that raised their grandkids but it was like an influx of grandparents that had had to take a role again of raising their grandchildren because for whatever reason the children were not able to raise their own children so it fell on grandmama um i think it was like 80 something percent at one time in 2006, 2007, along those lines. 
And it doesn't seem like it's 20 years ago. It's almost 20 years ago. When you're thinking about uh, when the millennium came in, when everybody thought everything was going to shut down and everything just changed and we were fine. But it doesn't seem like we have approached 23 years since everybody was waiting for 2000 to hit and for everything to explode and all the electronics to go crazy. But um, essentially, it's like it started with the the trend of grandparents raising children after they have raised their children. And now it's to the point where children are coming back home, adult children, um, for whatever the reason may be. And it's good that they can come home because when I went through my issues when I was a teenager or in my early 20s, I had no home to go to. I had no one that would, no parents that would open their doors like that. So it's good to be able to say, well, you know, I don't have to try to, I don't have to live on the street or anything. I have parents that I can go to or I have a parent that I can go to. But the thing about that is you need to appreciate that parent when they have opened their doors to you. You need to appreciate what they're doing to help you. Because honestly, like I said earlier, they do not have to do that. There's nothing written in stone that once you're over 18 or 21, that that parent still has to be fully vested in your livelihood and what you're doing. So in talking about that and and what's going on across our nation of, you know, adult children having to come back home for whatever reason they're having to come back home whatever's in their spirit whatever they're going through emotionally that they had to return depending on what it is if if you carried them for those however many months that you carried them in your womb you're going to wear some of that because they're your children, you worry about them. Don't care what the age are. You're going to worry about them. You're going to wonder what they're doing, how, you know, before they come back. If they make you aware of some things that's going on, they may have fallen behind on their rent before they had to come back home. And you're going to worry about them, you know. You wonder if they're eating. Come on over, get a plate. Come on, you know, do this or do that or what have you. And the next thing you know, you know, you either... Inviting them, well, come on back home for a while to, and save up your money until you get back on your feet. Or they are put in a situation where they have to come back home and save up until they're able to get back on their feet. But either way, or either way, it's like, how much of that do you wear? How much of that do you take on when that adult child comes home? Meaning... Whatever they're feeling, you you could get drawn into that. If they their finances are not where they're supposed to be, you could find yourself trying to help them out financially. If they're going through something with, if they have children, you find yourself helping them with the children. Um, you might become a taxi driver. Take if they don't have a vehicle, taking them back and forth where they need to go. It, you you kind of get drawn in into helping them now that they're in there with you 
But I really want you to think about if you're currently going through this or partnering, letting a child come back home or ready for a child to get out your home um, or children, how far do you go? How much emotionally do you get pulled in before you, you know, know where to cut that soul tie? Our children are tied to us through the soul because we had them. We gave birth to them. It's easier for a father to say, well, just let them be. Let them go. You know, with us, it's not that easy, especially if it's a step-parent involved. And it's our children, but it's their stepchild. And, and you know, it's some step-parents are great step-parents, and they, they have done more than the parent did. But then still, men are more easily to detach themselves from a situation than we are because, once again, we are emotional creatures, and we get tied up in our children no matter how old they are no matter what the problem is we're trying to fix it we're trying to solve it we're trying to help we go broke trying to be mrs fixer or trying to come in to save the day but the thing we have to realize is that we can't get so sucked in until their problem becomes our problem because when that happens that's when we seem to lose focus and get lost in the situation um we can love our adult children we can guide them as much as they will take in because once they get a certain age they feel they know even though they might be in a situation they still feel they know what's best and they know what they need to do and you know whatever i don't need your help i don't need you to tell me anything well you're here so you might as well Listen to what I have to say. Um, but you can't force anything on an adult. You can't make them listen to you. They can listen through one ear and it quickly goes right out the other ear. But the thing I want you all to think about and really get into your spirit is that you cannot lose yourself into your children's situation. You can help them, but you have to know when to cut it off. You have to know when to say, well, I've helped you all I can. You know, either you're getting it or you're not. Now, if they're getting it, then that's one thing. If they're getting it, if you see them trying to do the best they can, you know, yeah, you do what you need to do to help your child. Because, yeah, we're going to always be wanting to stick our neck out for them because they are our children. And we want them to succeed and we want them to be the best of them that they can be. But not at the cost of losing yourself. Not at the cost of causing confusion in your home. Not at the cost of just really not be invested in who you are and doing the things that you need to do for yourself because you're caught up in this adult child or these adult children. In order to fully help them, you have to show them how to help themselves instead of you helping them. Because that old saying that goes, you could teach a man to fish. You you could fish for him and give him fish, but he can help himself better once you teach him how to fish. Same thing. You can show them how to balance their, you know, money to make sure it lasts. Show them how to, you know, just spend what they need to spend for important 
things and not just blow their money. Financial advocacy is a wonderful thing. You know, there's many things we can show our children how to do, but we have to have an understanding of those things ourselves. They can't see us, even as adults, they can't see us blow money and then we tell them, well, no, this is what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to blow money. When they just seen us blow a stack full of money, um, and our bills are, are, are basically struggling to get by. So it's a double-edged sword when it comes to our adult children and how we deal with them and how they handle them when they have to make a return trip home. Some don't have to stay that long. Some have to stay a little longer than others. But whatever the tenure of the stay is, you have to know what you're able to do for yourselves. And sometimes you're not able to think about that when you're pondering, should you let this child back home? Sometimes the situation is to a boiling point to where you have to do it right then and you don't have time to think about should you do it you just know that my child needs me and I, I, we need to do this we got to make this happen but it comes a time where you're going to have to make a decision you're going to have to take that time to think about is this the right decision if they've been if they have been home for a while and you don't see things improving are you not seeing them saving like they're supposed to you have to ask yourself do I need to sit them down and have a conversation? Or did I make the right decision? Because some things are self-inflicted. Some situations are brought on by the actions of the person. We say that for ourselves, but our children are the same way. If they mismanage money, if they spend money on things they don't need to spend money on, if they pay more for their shoes but their lights are off, those are things that need to be addressed before they leave your house and go back out because they're going to end up coming right back if you don't teach them how to manage their money. Now, you can teach them while they're in high school. You can try to get them to understand the importance of money management while they're teenagers. But some things are not experienced until they're able to go and actually live out on their own. Go and actually experience what life is to not be able to open the refrigerator and look for something mom cooked because you have to cook yourself. And that's another thing that get them in trouble, especially now with the services that deliver the food to your door. And occasionally I have driven for those services that deliver right to your door. It costs extra to have that food delivered to your door. But they keep from cooking or they keep from going out, getting in the car themselves and getting it. It's like the the app is right there and let me order this stuff and put the tip in. And and even if you don't tip them, they still charge that charge for delivering that food to your door. We live in a society where everything is so easy until we're spoiled. We don't even have to get up to go to the store anymore. We can get on our phones or get on our laptops and go on Amazon or some of these other websites and just order and wait for it to come to our door. With I have a Prime membership myself. I can order one day and the next day here it is. And it is good for business to be able to get stuff overnight and to get stuff right when you need it. 
But even that can become an addiction. And some of our young people have fallen into that trap of the instant gratification of having it right then and not having to leave the house. They don't have to leave the house for anything. They can get anything that they want delivered right to their front door. What was the cost for that? What is the cost emotionally? What is the cost when you look at your you know, your banking statement and you see how much have went towards Uber and DoorDash and, and all these other services? Um, Instacart, where you only have to go to the grocery store. You know, DoorDash has that as well. They go to the grocery store and shop for you. It is spoiling us as a people to where, you know, sometimes you have to rely on services and everything has a place if you're you know sick or can't get out or can't drive or don't have a vehicle once upon a time you just had to struggle i know when i didn't have a vehicle me and my daughter was talking about that about two weeks ago i we would just go to the store and i would all of us would have bags and we would walk back home but now we don't have to do that and that's great that we have services in place where you don't have to walk with a whole bunch of stuff you know back breaking trying to get from the store back home but what does has that done to our children to where everything is accessible in 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 the palm of your hand on your phone you don't have to socialize with people you can do social media you don't have to do anything outside of your home that you don't want to Unless you, nobody wants to walk and get uh, fresh air at the park anymore. Because is why go out when I can just sit here and, and play a game or look at TV? So part of that is what we have done generationally, generationally with our children, trying to make things better for them than we had for ourselves. And in doing that, we've really softened them up to hardship. You know, we, we've kind of made the buffer so easy for them to where they don't have to really apply themselves. And this is not the situation for everyone. But I didn't even know for my own kids, I never wanted my kids to live the life that I lived. I didn't have anybody to help me when I needed help. So I said I would always be there for them. And I have done that to the best of my ability. I have been there for all three of them. But it's not to the point where I feel I'm taking advantage of because I'm not that type of mama. You're not going to take advantage of me because I have no problem saying no. But I've talked to people and I've listened and I've seen the heartache that comes with having adult children back home and it's time for them to go and the parents are stressed. The mom is stressed out. She don't want to tell dad what's going on if dad is there because he's going to say get them on out. Or if they're single and if it's just them and those and that child or, or a point where they felt, well, maybe if this child come back home, they can help me, you know, with some things and I can help them get back on their feet. And it turns into 100% of you helping them and them not helping you. What do you do? How do you manage that? How can you separate that that maternal emotion from realistic emotion? So here is what I'm going to tell you. And this is what has helped me because all children go, all of us go through stuff. It's not what you go through, it's how you get through it. 
So in talking with them, even as adults, and, and letting them know, you know, I'm here, but you need to talk to me about certain things. Don't let me find out things by surprise. Don't feel like you can't come to me. You know, even though you're grown, you're at a almost at a compromising position because you had to come back home, but I'm here to help. So we talk things out, and I know they go through more sometimes than they let me know, but that's uh, instinct on them to protect me as their mother. They, you know, some things I might not be able to handle. So I might worry more than I need to. It might be something they can handle, but they know if they tell me, I might take it overboard, might overreact to it. So it's how we address our children, even as adults, how we interact with them when they're going through their stuff, when they're going through their trials, when they have to come back home and we try to tiptoe and be gentle and preserve them and in essence drowning ourselves you know thinking you know hoping that they get the lesson and sometimes they get it but unfortunately sometimes they don't so why is this epidemic like this each case is different each situation is different but it is happening and it's happening more than we, I think, want to think about or maybe realize. And I think it's become so commonplace until we don't really look at it as, you know, it's a lot of adult children that's moving back home for whatever reason. So let's prepare our children to for life. If they're still in the home, preparing to, you know, graduate or what have you, let's make sure we've done our due diligence. But even the best due diligence can't prepare you for everything. Life happens sometimes, and we can't take that on ourselves when they bump their heads that we didn't do a good job. Like I said, sometimes life happens, and we have to know how to be a buffer for them without being their their full buffer. We have to be that soft place where they can fall, but we can't, you know, remove the mat all the way and we fall in the place of them because that's not helping them and they're not learning that lesson that they need to learn. So take a look around you if you're close to your neighbors and if you see somebody struggling, if you see somebody that's sitting on the porch, you know they got adult children at home, but they just... They look besides themselves for whatever reason. Be a good neighbor and don't ask them their business, but just try to talk to them and see, you know, sometimes people just need somebody to talk to. Sometimes they just need a good ear that's not going to talk the same time they're talking. But when we just had our last set of elections, one of my main sticklers was I was looking for somebody that would really address the issues with the housing market and with the prices of a dwelling, a place to stay. What are we doing with our citizens that don't have a roof over their head? And I see now they're building up, just locally here, I see they're building up the little, the tiny homes for the our citizens that do not have homes because it's getting cold. And to the point already now our shelters are running over. And that's the thing, too. It's good that some of the kids can go back home because the shelters are full of people that... 
if I had a way to go back home when I was in my 20s, I probably would have ran fast to be able to go back home. It's not a bad thing. It's not something to be ashamed of. Things happen, sometimes self-inflicted, sometimes circumstantialists put you in a situation where you need to go back home and there's nothing to feel bad about but the thing is to do your best to try to get back on your feet and get back on your own don't rush back out if your parents or your mom not rushing you to get out don't rush back out there without being financially ready to take on those first set of bills that first month of bills and take it into account light water um, if you have to have gas 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 in your car if you have a vehicle if you don't have a vehicle uber um just a variant of of things to consider if you have to return back home and and you're looking to get back out there consider the cost and make sure you're ready when it's time to make that move to get back out if you have children make sure that and this is where people get young people with children that have to come back home you know they they don't it's it's a catch-2020 because now mom has to take care of her adult children and the grand grandchildren the grandchildren are there too so it, it just each situation will be different but the commonality is to make sure that you are sound and that your emotional health is intact and that you are not putting yourself in a situation to where you are had to sit on the porch rocking, pulling your hair out, trying to figure out how did I get myself in this mess? Why is it taking them so long to get out? What do I need to do to get them out? You know, it shouldn't be that hard. But take care of you. Don't wear your children's stuff. Teach them how to wear their own situations, their own problems. Teach them how to problem solve. Help them when you can, but don't wear that stuff because it's easy to get sucked in. It's easy to get pulled in. But what you can't do is allow yourself to fall victim to whatever it is they're going through. Because everybody doesn't need to be going through. Somebody in the house needs to have the level head to help the person that is going through. So just think about it. Y'all send me your thoughts on this topic. If you're going through it, send me some information. How, how are you dealing with it? What's the interaction with your adult child that you have at home? Um, I know mine has been pleasant. We've had a little few bumps because... You know, they're they're boys and they're grown, but it hasn't been a level of any kind of disrespect or anything like that. It's just everybody's used to their own space. And with that comes, you know, probably a push. Like I said, my oldest son is working a job and a half trying to speed up the process. But as their mother, I want to make sure that they're financially prepared when they do go back out. That's something I'm taking on to make sure that they have the financial prowess to maintain once they're back out there in this economy with everything being so high to be able to make it, to be able to be okay. Because as mothers, fathers want their children to be okay too. But as mothers, we really want them to succeed. We want to see our seed do and be the best that they can be. 
And when they're not, we wear that thing hard. We wear it physically. We wear it emotionally. It gets in our spirit. We dream about ways that we can maybe jump in and help them and be their savior. But the only way we can do that is to help them from by not getting emotionally involved ourselves. And that's the key takeaway from this. Help them without being in the same situation that they are in. Because you can't help them if all y'all going through the same thing. So, like I said, send me an email with your thoughts on this topic. What you're noticing out in the, your community with with adult kids that are, are having to come back home. Is it happened to you personally? Somebody in your family that you know have to have adult children to come back home. And just think about how can I help? If you can help, if you can do anything, because sometimes that thing that happens in the house, you know, we've been in a community where what happens in the house stays in the house and they don't want other people involved. They want to handle it themselves. So tread lightly. They'll be trying to be all in people's business, trying to, you know, dictate and give demands, you know, unless asked. And then just give a formal opinion, but don't be all fully vested in other people's things. But just really, if you're going through this and if you have an adult child or children that had to come back home, please be diligent in how you approach it. Don't wear it yourself and help them the best of your abilities without being fully involved in it yourself. So for this week, this is Latanya Hendry with a woman's soul restored. Be blessed. You have been listening to the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast with LaTanya Y. Hendry. If you like what you have heard, Share the link and hit the support link as well to share this message worldwide. If you would like to reach out to LaTanya, send her an email at awomanssoulrestored at gmail.com. You can also reach out on Facebook at A Woman's Soul Restored. Also, check out the website at www.livelifenowlovelifenow.com. Net. Join us every Sunday for a new episode. Until next week, you have too much life to live to not be restored. Be blessed, but also be a blessing as well.